Blog Talk Radio. show live. I'm your show host, Dame Lillian Walker, and I'm so happy and excited because today we are going to talk about the uh, art of communication authentically with unconditional love. And we have guest Frank J. Porcaro, who will be joining us on this broadcast. So before we get started, let me talk a little bit about unconditional love unconditional communication, and unconditional truth. This is something that I hold close and very dear to my heart because it is something that uh, really it's been a lifelong journey getting to the root of this. And I think that the biggest obstacle that we face uh, in being able to show up in the world and to come from a loving place really is fear. We're all afraid of getting hurt, we're all afraid of, of not just getting physically hurt, but also getting emotionally hurt because the most delicate organ in the entire human body is the heart. And make no mistakes, emotional wounds have physical effects on your physical heart. In fact, I had a conversation with a, a very world-renowned cardiologist And one of the things that astounded me that he said that he sees patients in his practice who uh, some of them have had full-blown heart attacks from a physical perspective. And, of course, you know, that's what he's been trained to deal with. But he has actually seen people who have suffered the same injury to their heart uh, almost side by side in terms of symptoms you know, of having a heart attack and they've they've had some sort of emotional loss where it's either the loss of a loved one or a divorce or um, some other tragedy that's happened in their life and their heart has a lot of the same symptoms and ailments as someone who has had a heart attack. And what's even more surprising to me was when he said that the protocol that they follow for for um, someone who has what they call, I think he said it was broken heart syndrome, that it's the same protocol that you apply to someone who has had a heart attack. So we can't make light of the energy of love and the energy that is as a direct result of your suffering and emotional loss. Again, it could be an emotion, you know, you may have had the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a parent, um, those emotions, the energies that travel through your body do have physical manifestations, and that can't be neglected. Very shortly, we're going to be having Frank J. join us here. He is across the world. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I know the last time I spoke to him, I believe he was from Macedonia. I think he went to London 
I'm not sure where he is, but he's going to be calling in uh, any moment now and joining us. And Frank Jay is an international speaker who has been, um, you know, been touted as being the Wayne Dyer of transformational living. Uh, he speaks to people of all ages, from millennials to, you know, I'd say from from three to three hundred, let's say. And he has advanced mindset and uh, mindset techniques and so forth that he's going to share with us today. So uh, hopefully he will be uh, joining us very, very um, shortly here. Anyhow, uh, let me continue on about unconditional love, unconditional communication, and unconditional truth. The One of the things that I've learned over the last several years about uh, these principles of unconditional love, communication, and truth is that Number one, and this is something that Don Miguel Reese talks about in the book, The Four Agreements, because everything in life is an agreement. And the first thing is, number one, I believe that you have to get the agreement of another person to have you be honest with them. And so one of the things that I've lately learned that I need to come to the table with when I'm talking to someone about something of significance to me and what I perceive to be also significant to them is, do I have your permission to be honest with you? So that's the number number one place to start with is asking someone, you know, do I have permission to be honest with you? And then the next thing that I've learned is from that point now that you have somebody who's agreed to be to receive your honesty, then you can now speak to them, not from a place where you're attached to trying to make them do anything. All you are doing is coming from a place of being truthful and saying exactly what it is that you're feeling, thinking, and perceiving. I'm going to repeat that again. Thinking, feeling, and perceiving. Now, the reason why I make the distinction between those three things, that you're communicating what you're thinking, feeling, and perceiving, is because those are three distinct, separate things. What you think, what you feel, and what you perceive may or may not be accurate, may not be uh, a true reflection of what really is. And so that's why I make the distinction of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you're perceiving. And it could be, you can't be wrong about what you're feeling because you may be feeling hurt or angry or sad or grieved or offended whatever the emotion might be. And, of course, there are thoughts that are going to be attached to those emotions. And those emotions, those thoughts are going to probably run hand in hand because of whatever emotions that you're feeling. And your perception is what creates those emotions and those thoughts. But that perception may be, it may be off. It may not be accurate. But from where you're standing, it may be justified. And it, uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, uh, the last time I went to Hawaii, we actually, um, I, we, I took a tour of one of the volcanoes. And one of the things that one of the Hawaiian guides, who's a native of, of Hawaii, talked about, and she used the example, she herself was wearing a cap, a baseball cap. And we probably had in that tour... I don't know, I would say probably about 20 people were present in that group, maybe 20, 25. And so she had a stand all around her in a circle where she was actually in the middle, very much like the spokes, 
you know, of a wheel. Each person was a spoke, and then she was at the center hub of the wheel. And one of the things, and I don't remember what the term was in Hawaiian, but what she talked about is that in the Hawaiian culture, they have the recognition and the acknowledgement that each one of the persons that were standing around her, where she was in the middle, all were looking at her from a different perspective. Now think about this for a moment. The person who was directly in front of her saw the front of her hat and the logo to the hat that she was wearing. And so if that person were to describe what it is that they saw in her, they would obviously describe that they saw the logo, the front you know, lip of the hat, and that is their perspective. And yet the person that's at 180 degrees on the opposite side of her who is literally looking at the back of her head, they would... Even though they're looking at her at the exact same time, that person on the opposite side, they're looking at the back of her head. They don't see her face. They see her long black hair. They see a strap along the back with three or four, you know, dots, you know, that are required for you to punch in so that the strap is secured on the back of her head. And yet both of these people looking at the same person are both 100% right, and yet both are seeing and perceiving entirely different things. I believe we've got Frank J here on. Frank J, are you on? Hello, yes. how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing so well. Thank you for uh, being patient. I've been uh, actually back to back with uh, interviews today, so it's been really exciting. Well, we're so happy and excited to have you on the Bottom Line Show live today. I know that uh, whenever we have. Uh, the Bottom Line Show Live. <laughs> um, I love it. I'm excited. I was say, it's good to it's hear It's always voice. challenging. Yeah, I was going to say it's sometimes challenging when uh, we have our guests who are overseas, and we have quite a few of them. Um, whereabouts are you today? I'm in this really, you would love this town. If you're ever in England, the United Kingdom, I highly recommend coming to Glastonbury. That's where I am. So I'm in Glastonbury, UK. It's oh. a very mysterious mysterious, historical town with a lot of ancient mystical history, which is what I'm into, and it's really, really unique and special to me. Wow, that sounds awesome. Well, I will have mm-hmm. to rendezvous to, to that part of England. I haven't been there, so wonderful. Well, we were just talking about, uh, on the show today, we're talking about how to communicate love authentically and how to speak from a place of authenticity and proof. Mm-hmm. And I was just touching upon a little bit about unconditional love, unconditional communication, unconditional mm-hmm. truth, and how we have to come from a place of mm-hmm. getting the agreement of the other person to say, yes, you know, do I have your permission to be honest with you, first of all? And then once they allow you that permission, then to come from a place that you can tell them what you think, what you feel, and what you perceive and how we can all be looking at the same thing and have different perceptions. And those perceptions are not necessarily wrong, much like I was just relating to how, you know, recently I was in Hawaii and the tour guide was, uh, she was standing in the middle and there was about 20 plus so people around that formed a circle. She had us make a big circle around her and she was in the middle. And the person that's directly in front of her looking at her hat describes her, you know, looking at the logo of her hat. It's a, you know, cream-colored hat, and it looks like a baseball cap. 
and yet the person mm-hmm. who's at 180 degrees directly on the opposite side, staring at the same girl, the same tour guide, and she, her perspective is different because she's seeing the back of her head. She doesn't see her face. She sees long black hair. She sees the strap that holds the cap secure. And as both of them think, feel, and perceive what they're seeing and experience at that time, they're both 100% correct. But from where they stand, mm. perception is different. And uh-huh. so clarifying, you know, when you have an agreement of clear, unconditional love, unconditional truth, and unconditional communication, you're mm. coming from a place of honesty, not attached to how the person is going to respond, not from a place of expecting to create or make anything happen, but you're just in that moment very present and this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking, and this is my perception of the situation. Uh And as the feelings come up for you and the other person, then you you can start to deal with that. And uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about you is that you are, in my opinion, you know, masterful at this. And that's why we want to have you talk about this on this show today because I think it's a a very, very important subject. And, um, you know, it's how we're going to raise the vibration of the planet one person Uh, at a time. So give us a little bit about uh, your perspective about this. Wow, fascinating, fascinating topic. And I, I imagine some of the listeners are like, yeah, that sounds really nice, but it doesn't necessarily go down like that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because we're emotional creatures, and most of us are very emotionally immature. And mm-hmm. um, and you know, to lead with this honesty and vulnerability takes a certain level of power. You know, a certain level of like internal um, strength. <clears throat> so I'll get back to that in a minute. But to bring awareness to what unconditional love means, I'm starting to realize, like, wait a second, unconditional love is maybe something that only we only maybe a fraction of us even know what what that actually means because if you were god if you know if say, say if we were god and we were looking down at humans or you know looking through humans is anything really negative or positive is things good or bad so if somebody's acting actually absolutely ridiculous in this negative behavior who are we to say that that's a bad behavior what if their spiritual destiny is is going is being a heroin addict, you know, and finding yeah. and and then going through that process and finding a way to love themselves and, and then love others, you know? And what if what if our opinion is infringing on their evolution evolutionary path? And so we think we unconditionally love them, but in, in fact we're actually infringing on them. And I see this all the time. I see this inside myself. And so if we really love someone. We really love someone. Usually love, unconditional love, is expressed by letting people be, letting situations be, letting them go. Okay? So that's my, that's my perspective on that. And um, as far as expressing yourself authentically, as far as if you're emotionally involved with somebody else and you feel violated or you feel like something's coming up and it's creating a disconnection of presence between the two, then it is very important to speak. The way you speak is very um, significant because you can say the same thing in a different way and get two different results. 
many different results. Absolutely. And I like this idea of push and pull. So a lot of us consider we push and we we kind of create people to close up. So the very thing that we don't want, we create because we don't know how to communicate effectively or authentically. So we say, we say, you know, I'm feeling sad because you did this and you made me feel sad. <laughs> Wait a second. No one made you feel sad other than you. <laughs> That's so you know, true. you know, you made yourself feel sad. This person mm-hmm. is just doing their thing. And in <laughs> fact, maybe they're bringing up something inside of you that you haven't faced inside of yourself. Because in our retreats, I've worked with maybe hundreds of people uh, live. I mean, I've spoken to thousands, but I've worked maybe intimately with uh, a couple hundred people. And the case studies have shown that the very triggers that we have in, in, in from other people um, is usually a mirror of something that is unresolved inside of ourselves. And so you want to get curious of why you're triggered, curious of why you're irritated. And then the way to speak it is by a pool. The way you speak or express yourself is by pooling. And you can use this language frame by saying, hey, I'm feeling a little insecure right now. Please don't take this personally. Mm. Okay, you're already, disp- you're already creating a very light, you're pooling them because, first of all, they're curious. Hey, hey, um, you have a moment to chat? Yeah, yeah, what's up? They're already curious, okay? And then, and then you pause. Because pause creates mystery. I know this is kind of like persuasive, but in a way you have to be a, a mindful communicator if you want effective uh, uh, results in your relationship. You have to be mindful so these tools can help. And so you pause. You create a little bit of mystery. And then what you say is, you say, I'm feeling a little insecure right now. I'm a little embarrassed to say this. Please don't take this personally. But I've noticed you've been coming home late. And I imagine that you're cheating on me. <laughs> and I know this is wow. not an assumption. I know this is not an assumption. I mean, I, this might be an assumption. It's just a crazy imagination. Maybe it's that I'm feeling insecure um, about our mm-hmm. relationship, and I would really like um, some reassurance. Um, however, I understand that, that you're not obligated to, to say anything. I just needed to express mm-hmm. that. Thank you. You see, it's like, wait a second, this guy, this guy is totally confused now. This woman is totally confused. Like, wait a second, so you're saying that you just express yourself in such a, a light, in such a way. Now, it, now, it's not as easy when you're emotional to, to speak like this, but I've done this and I've been like really shy. My cheeks got red. I, you know, I was mumbling and slurring my words, but I still find a way to get to, get to the point, you know, and say, hey, I noticed this. Mm-hmm. And I imagine this. So the framework is I notice this and I imagine this. Is this true? Rather than, hey, are you doing this? Rather than yeah. you made me feel this way by doing this. Rather than yeah. blaming uh, and assuming someone's attention, intentions. Um, so that's some perspectives uh, on this topic. Well, well, this is huge because you hit the nail on the head, and, and one of the things that I just said is that we need to to express what we think, what we feel, and what we're perceiving, and that's exactly what you did in that example. And mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Frank J. and I did not coordinate, and we didn't rehearse this in advance. Mm-hmm. It's just two vibrational beings that are resonating at the same frequency. Mm-hmm. It's you know, one of the series of God incidences that we continue to share. 
And it's mm. so true what you're saying, Frank, by, by you having the courage, because it takes courage. It is scary as all get oh, out yeah. to put yourself in that position, because if they are, in fact, let's say that this other person is cheating, you don't really want to know that, but at the same time, you don't want to put some, because it's somebody you love, you don't want that distance to come, that wedge to come between you and them. Yeah. And so if mm-hmm. you love yourself enough and love them enough to value the relationship, to not let it decay, because if you don't deal with it, it's like a cancer that will grow and ultimately it will destroy the relationship mm-hmm. because it accumulates. I imagine, I imagine, William. How many people, I can only imagine how many people know how disconnected they are to their spouse or their partner, and they're mm-hmm. just so afraid to speak about it. And then when they try to speak about mm-hmm. it, the other person just gets offended. See, the thing is with, the, with relationships, I would imagine that they're so emotionally immature and they're so emotionally involved and in, uh, um, emotionally involved with each other. And, um, and, what you see is these patterns. You see patterns in, in the feminine female, and you see patterns in the masculine male. And, and um, what happens is that because of the insecurity of oneself, they project it onto their partner, and they expect their partner to be the other part of them. You see? You hear it in all the love songs. Oh, you complete me. That kind of mindset. No, I'm serious. You see it all the time. It's this collective spell. Oh, you complete me. You're my other half and all this crap, right? But the thing is what happens is it's very dangerous to think that way because mm-hmm. what's happening is that this man, this masculine macho man that has been taught to be hard and strong and to protect the tribe and to, you know, to go out there and kill himself so he can be a man, and then this mm-hmm. feminine female, he's, what he's doing, he's looking at the feminine to be his softness. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the feminine to be his softness, to be his feminine. So he can't express softness himself, so he looks for the female. That's why when the female leaves, he goes crazy because he's looking for his mother's love. He's looking for the softness that his mom used to give to him that he doesn't have anymore. That's why he goes crazy. You know, I, I heard something very interesting the other day. It's like most people that do drugs or get into fights and do all this crazy stuff, it's really them killing their own masculine part of themselves because they, they can't be soft. These men can't be soft. They're trying to numb themselves and try to, they're trying to be soft, but they're really seeking their mother's love. And that's what happens is that they find it in their female, and then the female can't obviously fulfill that all the time. She can't always be there. And then the female is relying on the male to be the masculine because she can't step up and tell the world who she is, you know? And so at the end of the day, partnership is great. Sexuality and romance is absolutely beautiful and special and magical in this life experience. However, if we want to spiritually transcend, we're not going to find it there. We're not. We're going to find it by completing with inside of ourselves. If you're a man, you need to find a way to be soft. Now, I'm not talking about, like, hippie androgynous where you have no sexuality, you no. know, and you can't even, like, you can't even, you know, you, you're just like, you're, you, we don't know if you're a female or a male. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you need to really just develop your feelings, develop articulating your feelings and being soft, okay? And then with the, with the female, you know, develop some sort of um, strength as well. You know, women can be very, very strong. 
uh, maybe in a different way than men, but they can be very strong. I met some very strong women that are still feminine. And as you complete with inside of yourself, then you're not mostly involved with the silly games of the under, other individual, and you can let them go. If you really love someone, let them go. Because we're living in a fast-moving world, and we're in yeah. and out of relationships. And who the heck are we supposed to say that we're going to be with someone with sev- with, um, for 72 years, you know? Like, the, we're moving. We're grooving. We're, we're expanding. Life is changing. And, and when you're complete inside yourself, you have beautiful moments. And I know you've been on the spiritual path. And on the spiritual path, you realize how temporary life is. You know, you go into one chapter, you embrace it all, and you know there's going to be a death really soon, a death to that experience. And so you embrace it fully. And as a death, and you start to accept death. Because every death, there's a rebirth and a transformation. The same thing with relationships. So it's like you've got to get out of the emotions of depending on the other individual and start to find that completion with inside of yourself. And you can practice with each other, you know, by, but we have to find it within ourselves. We're not going to find it um, through anyone. Absolutely. Yeah, and what, I, what you're saying is so true. And I, I think the part that, and, I, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show on this particular topic is because some, some of the nuances of this topic are never talked about. Um, for example, mm-hmm. you said that a man needs to be able to get in touch with his emotions and then actually speak about it. And mm-hmm. what I'm here to say is, you know, that sometimes we as women, you know, we are having these emotions and so forth come up in a relationship. And sometimes we might feel emotional where, where we're crying for no reason and we don't really know why, what that emotion is. We need time. Mm-hmm. We need not two things, time and safety, in order to digest that. So mm. you need to have the time to figure out why is it that I'm all of a sudden emotional, what has happened in the last day or two that's, or maybe week, who knows how long, that is creating the stirring of emotion. And then if you have a loving partner who is sensitive and cares about what you're feeling, and they make it safe for you to express that and maybe even encourage you to, to talk about it because sometimes we can't put words to those emotions because we don't know yet. But mm-hmm. in that safety where they're not going to judge, they're not going to criticize, I, I've, I've talked about that circle of unconditional love, unconditional communication, and unconditional truth. There's no rights, no wrongs, no taboos, no criticism, no attachments to anything. And if that's the agreement that you have with your partner and your partner now reassures you in a moment of vulnerability, hey, it's okay, what's coming up? You know, you know, I love you, I care about you, what's going on? You know, we can, whatever it is, we can, you know, figure it out. In that safety now with that loving support, then that will help mm-hmm. her and him, because you're connected, will help you digest that together and whatever it is, can mm-hmm. surface, and there's oftentimes a fear at the root that hasn't been identified yet. Yeah, you know, it's tricky, Lillian, because what you're, what you're saying is a very rare situation. You know, very rarely do you find a man that articulates his emotions and honors the feminine emotions, because when feminine, the feminine feels so deeply, he gets insecure, and he starts to, like, blame her and get mad at her for feeling, you know, and he doesn't understand femininity. Um, and when she's insecure and feeling his emotions, she can project it onto him. 
And so, again, like, I, I understand doing it together, but in reality, most people aren't in those situations. And I think that the transcendence is just, like, you know, expressing yourself, doing the best to work it out, but taking personal responsibility, you know, and, yeah. and finding completion with inside of yourself. Like, when you take personal responsibility, you feel it yourself. You're, you, know, you know, you would love support and to be cared for and everything, but to know that if you don't have that, you'll be okay. And it's not anyone's job to do that. I mean, even if you have a partner, it's not their job to, to, to make you feel better. you got to feel better, and then they can help yeah. you. They can be there with you while you make yourself feel better. That's how I look exactly. at it. Exactly. You know, because, because we can't rely on anybody. And that's not to say it's sad. It's saying, hey, like, no. let's, let's grow up here. You know, we got to take yeah. care of ourselves. And um, <clears throat> that's how I look at it. Yeah, and and I want people to pay close attention to what you said, Frank J, because you said very specifically that, you know, men oftentimes feel vulnerable and insecure too. It's not just the women. So basically Mm. we're both having similar experiences and what our, our, you know, human nature has a natural tendency and reaction to want to guard and withhold Mm -hmm. and protect yourself because you don't want to feel more pain. You're mm-hmm. trying to protect yourself from greater pain and, you know, also fear of loss. And so if both mm-hmm. people start guarding, then now you have have um, distance between you. You have disconnection, which is part of the fear. It's kind of ironic because what you're fearing most is what's automatically happening because you mm-hmm. haven't broken that pattern of saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm feeling, I'm having something come up. I need to figure mm-hmm. out what it is. I need to talk to my partner about this, tell him about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, you know, what I'm perceiving And not being here. attached to reciprocation. And not being, because he, yeah, might, not being, he might not know what the heck to say. Like, just if you just need to express yourself, express yourself, you know. But at the end of the day, it's not the, the non-attachment is a very key component. Mm-hmm. And say that again. Uh, what was that? Say what again? The last the non- thing I said? I was, yeah, I was just saying thing. the non-attachment, like, I highly suggest like for me, I practice anytime something is coming up for me that is um, creating a disconnection within the presence of my relationship with anybody, whether romantically or in a friendship or in family. Um, well, family is different. Relatives could be different. There's some things that I would probably wouldn't want to express just because they're not like ready to hear it. You know, they're just they're just not on the same page. But my friends in romance life is like, you know, they're vibrating at the level that not just saying I'm I'm vibrating at a higher level, just more so like I'm just choose to be with people that can communicate a bit better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyway, so um I anything that comes up, I, I speak I speak it. I have to speak it. But I, also the key component is not being attached. And so express yourself for sure, even if it's not perfect, but really don't be attached and don't project on others or infringe your opinions on their intention. Like you can question someone's behavior, but don't question their intention. You know, everyone's just doing the best they can in in some way or another. And if someone's violating you in some kind of way, I highly recommend to put up your boundary and to be bold and be brave. Mm-hmm. And if you got to leave, leave. You got to leave, leave. Yeah. Or you put up your boundary. Say, hey, you're gonna follow these boundaries, or I'm gone, or you're out. You know. <laughs> yeah. And like exactly. people just need need that that to find that self reliance, that self direction, that self direction. Because how many people do you know, Lillian? And I know I know a lot of them that 
stay in life experiences and just struggle, suffer yeah. in these life experiences out of guilt and manipulation. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah. And that's true, that the art, and I'm going to call it an art because we are born in that allowing state, but, you know, our parents, you know, first off, our parents, because that's when we're first born and raised, it's by our parents. Mm-hmm. It, it is conditioned out of us because they don't know any better. But being mm-hmm. in that allowing state of not being attached to a particular outcome, you know, the Sufis, uh, talk about how being in that state of non-attachment, that's what true freedom is. And you're not even attached to happiness or to sadness. You just are in the moment, very present. And that is what true freedom is. No matter where you are, doesn't matter what's going on in the world, um, it's unconditional because you're just in that, in that present state, not forcing anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And not being attached to not being attached is also something to consider. <laughs> yeah. One of the you know, things I that we don't the, realize. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I, I think, like, the best way to be authentic is just to realize that sometimes you're not authentic. And being honest with ourselves, you know. Just being complete. If, you're, if we're completely honest with ourselves, we'll resolve most of the things that we're worried about. We're saying, hey, listen, you know, I keep doing this. I know that this guy is manipulating me, or I know that this, this woman's not right for me, but I'm sticking around because I'm, I, I like the sex or whatever it is, you know, and I keep doing this to myself. You know, it's just yeah. being honest and like, what do I want? Do I want to stick around? Let me just accept this guy, you know, violating me if I want to stick around because that's essentially I'm doing it to myself and or I'm going to leave yeah. and, and not have that experience anymore. So if we're honest with ourselves, we resolve so many issues, and life becomes very simple. So I think before we're authentic with anybody else, we need to be authentic with ourselves. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, what is it? I think it's Ralph Waldo Emerson that said, you know, to thy own self be true. And that's what they're trying to talk about is, you know, you really, the first person you have to love is you. And the first person you need to get reconciled with where you know, what it is that you want, what it is that you like, what it is that you don't like, is you. Because if mm-hmm. you can't, if you aren't um, aware of what those things are in yourself, how could you possibly be with another person and, you know, be okay in that relationship if you're like, you're not whole yet? Yeah. It, 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 eventually it's going to crumble down because you haven't done the inner work to find out really who you are. Mm-hmm. You know why you love yourself, and have that self worth, and then really know what it is that you want, and what you don't want. Sure. And and over time, it's okay for those things to change. You may have liked and wanted certain things, yeah, you know, ten years ago, and now you know better. You have different likes and wants, and that's part of growth. That's part of self awareness. And that's good to bring up too, because when you were saying that, I was like. You know, because how do you know what you want and what you don't want? Because I thought I wanted something, and then I started to have experiences that were basically receiving it, and I was like, wait, it's like, I don't know if I want this anymore. Wait, do I want this? So it's like... Yeah, now that I've tried it. You know, you can go into these experiences and go and not be attached and, and find yourself, like, you know, like with sexuality, you can go through sexuality. You want to go through it and see if you can connect deeper, see if you can find the divine there. 
same thing with the relationship. You know, go through the relationship so you can find the divine. Everything is to find the connection and the wholeness with, through it. So it's not the relationship. It's like you're trying to find a part of yourself that is deeper. You're trying to find spirit, really. We're really just trying to find deeper connection to the source. And so, you know, even if you have to have a few relationships, don't be afraid to start a relationship and don't be afraid to leave one. Yeah, and experience it. And, you know, it's funny, um, uh, the Wizard of Oz, you know, you have Dorothy who's clicking her heels and she's, you know, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. And, you know, and we all know how the story begins and we also know how it ends. And she always had that within her. You know, home was always, always within her. And that's true mm-hmm. for us too. That divine, you know, the spirit that we're looking for, we were, that spirit was with us before we even had this body. It's always there, but we're so busy with our list of things to do and this compulsion to accomplish X, Y, Z that oftentimes we don't take time to, you know, smell the beautiful roses, to smell the air, to feel the, the, you know, the, 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 you know, sprinkles of water that come from the ocean when you're at the beach and um, pay attention to all your senses and really be one with, with everything. And if more people took time, I'm not going to beat people over the head and say, you got to meditate every day. But really just coming, you know, when you center with yourself and focus on your breath and really see things in detail with your eyes and really feel the wind as you're walking, you could be doing this as you go, little, little slivers of time. It doesn't have to be, you know, 30 minutes or 15 minutes or two hours. No, it's as you go. You can walk more mindfully. Feel every bone in your foot as you go heel to toe. Feel your aliveness. It's those little tiny little things that kind of center you back to, to home where you can calibrate and really know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. beautiful. I I think that um, I'm starting to really understand. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I was thinking, I'm starting to really understand. There's there's two distinct worlds. So there's the world of the mind, the intellect, the ego, and then there's the world of spirit. And in these worlds, there's the same components. So there's sexuality, there's relationships, there's money, there's work, there's physical body, there's everything. The same components. However, when you're operating from the world of mind, you're experiencing these aspects of life very, very differently than if you would be in the world of spirit. And the world of spirit is in the opposite pole of the intellect. And that's what's scary because we're, we're conditioned in the, in the intellect. So the transcendence path is really going on to the unknown, to the opposite pole and experiencing the life. You're still going to experience money. You're still going to experience relationships. You're going to still experience physical body. However, it, it's a very different world when you're tapped into spirit. Yes, much different. Well, and, and I'm so glad that you're saying that because there is, I think, you know, there. I think the first distinction, I, I can only speak my own personal experience. You know, there's, the distinction of your of your mind and your thoughts from an intellectual standpoint, 
And then there's your emotions. And then separate from your thoughts and your emotions, then there's your spirit, your true inner self, which is connected to God, the universe, infinite source intelligence, whatever label. I want get I don't want people to get hung up with the label, but we all recognize that there's a power greater than us that connects and unifies all of us to all the intelligence, to all the, the, the living beingness um, in, in the planet and in the universe. And when you begin to distinguish, okay, your, your intellect, your left brain, your ego, and you separate that from your emotions and then, yet, and then your spirit, which is what always is pointing the true north, your spirit will never lead you wrong. And I, I believe that your intuition mm. and those gut feelings are always in tune with your spirit. But there, sometimes there's like dark, it's kind of like that's the sun. And then you have your intellect and your emotions, which are the dark gray clouds that sometimes have thunder and lightning, so you can't see the sun. Mm-hmm. You can't see or hear the spirit. And as you learn to distinguish, wait a minute, okay, you know, we've been so conditioned in our society to think intellectually, to deny emotions, and spirit's not even on the radar because everything has to be this intellectual, very intelligent um, decision based on all these facts. But as you and I both know, you know, true, truly successful people, and when I say success, I'm not talking about just having a large bank account. I'm talking being successful in all areas of your life, financially, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, uh, and relationally. When you are truly mindful about being tapped into your spirit, then you'll start to experience success in all different areas of your life, and you operate really on a different frequency and a different plane. Now, you have to intend that. You just have to decide in the moment. You know, for people who are going, oh, well, I don't know how to be, you know, it's not about being spiritual. It's about being connected to you. And if you want to be, right. you will be. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. It, but if you're so unconscious that you don't even know enough to make that decision, then you don't know enough to make that decision. It's not, you know, it's not your thing yet. If you're listening to this radio broadcast and listening to this show and any part of this, if one thing or all things resonate with you, then that that is an indicator to you that you're on the right path. And if you want mm. this greater way of living, it's there for you. No one can disqualify you. I don't care the greatest guru, master, uh, professional, expert. No one can say, oh, you're not ready yet. Because you would not be attracted to listening to this show and being part of this and having it resonate with you in any way, shape, or form if it wasn't for the fact that you're already there and already on your way. Wouldn't you agree, Frank, Jay? That's right. Yes, I highly. Uh, if you're if you're listening <laughs> to this broadcast, you're way ahead of most people. And not to compare anyone, but it's just saying, hey, like you have more awareness than you actually think. And that awareness, just the fact that you're in a life experience and evolution right now, where you have access to the internet, you have access to information, you have more freedom than you realize. You have more power than you realize. I know, I understand the manipulation of society and, the, and growing up in restriction, and, and sometimes we feel like we're powerless, but it's, it's, it's BS. We're not powerless. We have a lot of power, and we have a lot of freedom. And so look at this idea that you're here listening 
and you have the power to alter your destiny. Now, you may have to climb. You may have to push in the beginning. You know, for me, it was so intense in the beginning that it was almost as if, like, Swamp Thing was, I was swimming in the lake, and Swamp Thing grabbed my leg and was pulling me under the water, and I had to, like, fight and, and battle Swamp Thing to get to the surface and, like, get out of its grip, you know? And, and essentially, I, I got out of its grip. And uh, I now I'm smooth, like flowing down the river on the raft with a margarita, you know. <laughs> so life changes. <laughs> it's all <laughs> metaphorically. So you might have to push. You might have to push and climb. But essentially, there's different chapters. And again, you're going to die and to be reborn again and again. And don't be afraid to change. Well, you have a story I remember that you told, and I'd like you to tell our listeners about it, where I I thought it was such a poignant story, and I think this is going to speak loudly to a lot of our listeners. And it was was some sort of conversation that you had with a a girl. Uh, I I think you may have been dating her. And uh, in that conversation, I think you apologized for making her feel a certain way, and she corrected you and said, wait a minute, what makes you think you made me feel that way? Uh, something to the effect of, you know, you don't have that kind of power over me or blah, 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 and you were kind of shocked and surprised, and I remember you did a video about it. Can you can, can you relay that story? Right. I um, <laughs> It's interesting. I remember talking to a, a, a girl. I was, I was just like in the beginning process of having a romantic relationship with her, and um, <clears throat> I know we're going to talk with each other, and and I think that I wasn't necessarily interested in continuing moving forward. However, I really liked to be in her presence. And I was really insecure about sharing this with her and being transparent, but again, I, I was doing my best to be authentic. And so I, I shared with her, I was just kind of mumbling, turning over my words and saying, hey, um, I'm just, I'm feeling a little bit insecure because I don't want to hurt you, but I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like that. And she like stopped and she said, hey, who, who are you to think that you have the power to hurt me? So if I'm going to be hurt, then I'm going to allow myself to be hurt, but I can process it. Like, you know, it's like, you don't have that power over me. I was like, oh, I was like, what? That was, it took me by surprise because most people don't have that type of um, awareness to say, wow, because that was my shadow, you know, that was my shadow thinking that I was going to hurt somebody, like, who am I to say that I'm going to hurt anybody, you know, who am I to say I have that even, that power, like, I understand we have the power to, to kind of infringe on people and maybe cause, like, project negativity towards them, but who we, we don't have that power to hurt anybody, we have more power than we think, you know, somebody off the street says something to you and you you don't know them, you can care less what they think. You're like, I don't care what that guy said to me. Like, I don't know who is he. Like, I don't give a crap who he is. But if your mom said that to you, your husband, then it's like, whoa, wait a second. You know, because there's, there's an emotional attachment there. There's emotional charge. But at the end of the day, that's still an illusion, that emotion, that emotional attachment is just being influenced and manipulated over time of being in proximity with this person because time heals everything. As you move on, you start to become less influenced, you know? And so, and so we have more power of how we choose to allow whatever we want to feel 
and take away anything. And that's a, a great distinction to say, okay, well, negative or positive, whatever life experience comes into my path, I'm going to sculpt it to the positive and allow it to work for me rather than against me. Hello? Hello? Hello, Lillian. Hello. 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 Ian. Hello. Okay, I'm not sure. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. It dropped uh, the studio dropped both of our uh, lines here. But uh, anyhow, we'll continue on. Uh, hopefully, this is a recording. It looks like we're 35 seconds in to uh, recording the last part of the show. So we were talking about the unconditional communication. Uh, Frank J., can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, it, it dropped both of us out, and I could not get back in. So uh, we were dropping off where you're talking about this uh, romantic relationship that you had. Start from the beginning. Right. So I was in Australia, and I was, let's say, beginning a relationship with a woman. And uh, we were just, you know, chatting, and we were getting to know each other and liking each other. And there was a part of me that felt like it, like it wasn't going to be a consistent thing. Like I wasn't necessarily interested in having a romantic relationship with her moving forward. And I was imagining that she liked me more than I liked her, which is... Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of like, you know, it's a kind of like my, my own little shadow, you know, thinking that, mm-hmm. thinking that, like, she liked me more or something. And um, I, I expressed myself to her, and I was like, you know, I'm feeling a little insecure because I don't want to hurt you. And, and she's like, wait a second, who, who are you to say that you can hurt me? So if, I, if I'm, like, you know, if I want to be hurt, then I can be hurt, but I, I'm going to allow myself to feel whatever I want to feel. You don't have that power over me. I was like, whoa. I was like taking take me back because because I because you very rarely hear anybody take responsibility for their emotions like that, and then again it just exposed me like you're right like who am I to say that I can hurt you? Yeah, yeah, it's so you know, it's that's so like, true. That's like almost like condescending in a way. You know, it's like passionate. like, mm-hmm. and so that was a that was a big uh, distinction. Well, and the fact that she had enough courage to, you know, unconditionally communicate that without attaching herself to making you do or not do anything and you're being Mm -hmm. able to receive it, you know, that's why, you know, she could stand in her power and you could receive it because you're receiving the honesty. She's telling you honestly what she, how she, and how she feels and thinks. 
And so you were able to receive it, and it was a big aha for you. And I'm sure it was a big aha uh-huh. for a lot of people who were, who watched that video where you so so openly and so transparently shared that. And uh, uh-huh. and something that people again again they forget it. So as they continue to watch that particular video, as we they hear about it here on this show, they may have had something in the last day, two, three, or four, or week that may have come up that maybe didn't quite go right. And now they're like, Oh, wait a minute. That's right. This other person didn't make me feel anything. I'm for whatever reason, I'm reacting. I'm acting again. Uh-huh. based on Obviously a certain pattern has been shared with me and I'm reacting in a certain way with sadness or whatever it might be. And then it gives you the opportunity uh-huh. to revisit that and go, wait a minute. You know what? Maybe I was accusing somebody of something that really wasn't true because of my feeling of vulnerability. And it's really a deflection tactic if you think about it. Mm. But you don't know it sometimes in the moment because you've always responded uh-huh. in that way. Just being uh-huh. able to take a step back and go, wait a minute, when was the last time I did that? Yeah, or like, wait a second, why do I care so much? You know, mm-hmm. like, why am I so attached to this person or this situation or this experience? Like, and I think people get attached to things because I think it's the ego or, <clears throat> or this destructive part of the the mind that uh, is looking for security. So it thinks that like attaching to an experience is going to actually make them secure, which is obviously an illusion. Yeah, it is an illusion. It is. But that awareness is that first step of recognition, and that's the first that's where you're like, oh, wait a minute. And, and mm-hmm. are you following into an old pattern or a pattern that's always been? And, and if so, it doesn't need to, you know, your choice in this moment right now, you can change it moving forward. You can begin to, again, this might be a great topic for conversation for anyone who has had any kind of, any, mm-hmm. any kind of relationship, whether, whether it's a, you know, best friends or whether it's, um, you know, a romantic relationship where, you know, you're there with your lover. It's something that you can, you know, it's never too late to just say, Hey, you know what? I'm having this realization. I was thinking about this and thought I wanted to talk, you know, I'd like to talk to you about it. And, and, and if nothing else, think about it yourself and be with it and realize, okay, what's my responsibility? Cause you're only responsible for your own self. You're not responsible for somebody else's emotions. You can care about what another person thinks and feels. Oh gosh, I think we lost Frank J. I just heard his uh, call just drop. But the bottom line is this, you're responsible for your own emotions. You're responsible for your own well-being. You're responsible for the benefits and the consequences in your life. If things are showing up that you don't like, be aware of what it is and reflect and see what responsibility you have in that particular set of circumstances. And by no means am I trying to say that I'm an authority in this area, that I've got it all figured out. No, you know, oftentimes what we need to learn the most is what we teach the most. And so I'm along this journey along, just like all of you, as I learn and I have insights and I have new uh, aware things that I become aware of, I like to share that with with you, anyone, whether it's one or none or all, it's a matter of 
making that available for others so that you can collapse the time frames and things can happen quicker for you because now now you're aware. And I always say, when you know better, you do better. But you don't know what you don't know until you know it. So it's a process. And we're if we're not green and growing, then we're, you know, ripe and rotting. And I don't know about you, but I'm way too young to be ripe and rotting. I'm still green and growing. And I'm just getting started. Things are just getting good good here. And we're moving forward. I hope that Frank Jake can join us back on for the show. We've got still about maybe um, five to ten minutes left. But he is in London, so sometimes it is uh, challenging. I'm going to tell him to call back again. And I thought that was a great story that he uh, shared with regards to that particular relationship. Uh, another thing that he pointed out, which I think is very poignant, is that, you know, the whole aspect of attachment. You know, people come in for different reasons and seasons of our life. And sometimes people are fortunate enough where two beings meet early on in their life and they're able to create a life where they're able to stay with each other forever because they truly are soulmates, twin flames. I don't want to get caught up with whatever the labels are, but two people can find each other and move in their journey forever. But that's not necessarily true all the time for all people. we got Frank J. back just in the nick of time. Aloha. Frank J. Aloha. I was just talking about how you mentioned something very important about attachments, and we're talking about not just attachments to outcomes, but we're talking also about attachments to people. And sometimes we have people who come into our life for a reason and a season. And that that's not to say that once in a while, some people are fortunate enough that they these two beings meet early on in their lives and they're able to continue on as, you know, as lovers for their entire time that they're on this um, earth. But oftentimes that's not the case. That's not necessarily the path for all of us. And being, mm-hmm. being sensitive to the gift that you have in the now with the person that you're with um, and being present with that and not being attached to things having to be, uh, you know, you know, not attached to, oh, we have to be, you know, together forever for, till death do us part. So whatever the case might be, I think opens yourself to really experiencing that relationship more fully and wholly. Wouldn't you agree, Frank Jane? Oh, yeah. I would also add on to that as, like, think about the belief systems and the absolutes that you may think about how you should live your life as well. Because the very ideas that we've been sold, like this, like, you know, romantic partner, we're going to be together forever around two kids and, and, or, and like, if your life doesn't flow that way, like if the universe loves you enough to not allow you to go into that little settled plan and actually throws you out in the jungle and you have to survive and have a, a, a higher evolutionary path, you might think it's like the end of the world, you know, or you can enjoy the adventure, but your belief system says, Oh, wait a second. I'm not happy or successful unless I have this. But it's obviously an idea that you've just been sold to um, or bought into at some point, whether consciously or unconsciously. So I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not even – I'm not concentrated on absolutes. You know, anything mm-hmm. could happen. 
And I love it that way because it's simple and you're, you're more free. You're, you're at peace when you can say, hey, listen, didn't work out. That's okay. It's developing that trust in, in the spirit world, right? It's, it's being in the spirit world and developing real trust, you know? It's, and I feel like it's the only way you can actually be safe because yeah. when everyone else is freaking out, you know, you're like, hey, I'm fine. Everything's going to work out for me. You know, <laughs> you're not really safe at all. I mean, nobody's safe, you know. No one really knows what we're doing. We're all insecure. But at yeah. the end of the day, you're in, if you're not afraid to be insecure, then you develop some sort of certainty, some sort of safeness. Yeah, and I, I got to agree with you, too. There, we've been fed and we've been um, indoctrinated, and there's a dogma, of course, of everything from religious orders to society that tell us that things have to be just like this particular way. And the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, you really think about, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, or you know, the first man and woman on the on, on the planet. Uh, they didn't have, they didn't have marriages, they didn't have churches, they didn't have no. government, they didn't have rules. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't even have clothes. They didn't even have clothes for the love of Pete. So it's like fashion style. None of that existed. They just were. And the the truth of the matter is, whether it's a set of laws whether it's a set of rules, whether it's a government, whether it's a marriage, any of those things, they're like none of that guarantees you anything. The only guarantee you have is you and how you choose to show up every day with whatever intention you, you're free to choose. But there, mm-hmm. there, there are no real true guarantees. I, can, I, can, I can't guarantee that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Neither can you. Mm-mm. I plan on it. I intend on waking up tomorrow morning when I go to sleep. But do I know with 100% certainty that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning? Really, if I'm being honest with you, I got to say no, because I know plenty of people who I remember uh, there was a Northridge earthquake here. Um, I can't remember how many years mm-hmm. ago, maybe 10 years ago. And there were people who died in that earthquake. Literally, they had a wall that fell on them in their sleep. So although they planned and were pretty sure that they were going to get up and go to work the next morning, guess what? They didn't. So mm-hmm. those are things that I can't control. I don't really need to worry about that, that you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever amount of days I'm gifted with on this planet is absolutely awesome. I want to live mm-hmm. each life to the fullest. And I can't, I can't waste energy worrying on those things that I can't control, but I can take responsibility for my own emotions and how I choose to spend my time with whom, for what purpose, you know, there's a lot of choices for us to make. And there are sometimes choices that we make that are self-defeating because we're trying to make things be that really we have no control over. And it's like, it's wasted energy, wasted time, wasted life. That's right. That's right. Simple, man. Simple is is the way to go. And it's just the, it's like the way of the Tao. I highly recommend people reading um, mm-hmm. Living the Wisdom of the Tao by Dr. Wayne Dyer, or you can just get the Tao Te Ching. Tao is it's spelled T-A-O. And it's mm-hmm. just an, offers you a manual of thinking differently and uh, being more flexible. And uh, for me, I found much more peace. I do so. 
And and uh, you know that's the one one thing that you happened to. Uh, it was wonderful that you were able to come with our studio to the uh, the 14th Dalai Lama inauguration here at the Geo Temple here in Westminster for his 80th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that he talked about. You know, having wisdom and courage and repeat. First of all, he was, weren't you amused at how much he laughed throughout that entire ceremony? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear See? anything he said, but I saw him laughing. I didn't understand yeah. anything he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then they, they had the Vietnamese translation and yada yada. Uh-huh. But it, it so amused me how he was so such in a laughing state, and he laughed about little things. He laughed. He laughed at people. He laughed at <laughs> accents. He, he was so. But he touched upon one of the things that he did touch upon was how it, it doesn't matter what religious order religious uh what do you call it um denomination whatever your religious persuasion is we are all one he made it perfectly clear that um as the dalai lama as a taoist you know that they accept the collective they accept people of all religions that that they're open you know, to all religions, because this is, it's the way of life, the way of the truth. I'm, and I'm not here to tell people to become a Taoist or anything like that. This is more about getting to the bottom line, secrets to success, and to the truth of what has worked, not just for myself and for yourself, but what has worked for countless, you know, thousands of, of individuals for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, information's out there. You just have to go on the quest yourself and and go beyond the concepts, really, because you have to have real experiences to understand what we're even talking about. Yeah, very true, and mm-hmm. and be willing to be open about them. Um, I know that you have uh, you've got routinely seminars going on all the time and live events. Do you have anything else coming up in 2016 that you want to share with our listeners or talk about? Well, I'm really excited. I just launched my new website, uh, which is called frankj.tv, so frankjay.tv. And on that website, I have a downloadable audio program, which is basically 16 tracks with really uh, inspiring instrumental music, and I also offer ideas on certain aspects of life that is really inspiring and um, can help you spark a creative flow within your day and uh, basically if you wanted to start a relationship with by leaving your email then you can download that 16 track uh, mixtape for free and so if you go to frankjay.tv um, you can check that out there and um, you can continue to see what I'm up to um, coming up and because I'll basically be sending you an email like every other week or so and sharing you some updates and um, yeah I'm applying to Antonitas, California, which is in San Diego, on Friday, and All right. I may I may do a spontaneous event there um, in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see what unfolds. Great. So you said it's frankj.tv. Frankj.tv. Yes, J A Y. 
Fantastic. Then I will be sure to put that in the show description for uh, for our listeners so that they can go to Frank JTV to get their downloadable program. What's the name of the downloadable program that has the 16 tracks? It's called Unavoidable Success. 16 tracks that fuel your spirit. Say that again. So it's Unavoidable Success, 16 tracks that fuel your spirit. Really beautiful okay. site. I'm really proud about it. Proud okay, it. well, we are putting it on our uh, on our show description, and we're getting here to the uh, bottom of the hour. Do you have any parting words uh, for us, Frank J? Parting words would be that to any of the any of the, of the listeners, um, we're all in this together. We're, we're never alone, really. I mean, we're all here sharing information. However, we at some point need to stand alone and claim our individuality. And so if you're in a tribe that's not necessarily lifting you to your highest and strongest path and you must limit the proximity or association with them and start to turn your energy inward and discover who you are without the tribe and what you want for your life and go for it and pull out of the restriction of the past and claim a, a destiny of your own, destiny that, that is, is whatever your dreams are, because you can do it. You really can, and especially in this. All connection to spirit on your quest. We lost you there a little bit. You might have to repeat that. I was just saying that I, I, at the end of it, I wish you the absolute best of peace and love and, most of all, connection to spirit on your quest. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining us to the Bottom Line Show live. And we air every Wednesday at 11, 11 a.m. Frank J., it's been a beautiful hour spent together talking about these Mm -hmm. uh, very um, important topics on unconditional love and communication. Thank you, my friend. I hope to see you uh, since you're going to be in my neck of the woods. Maybe we can carve out a little time and see you before you uh, rendezvous down to San Diego. Cool. Sounds so good. Lillian, thank you so much. I wish you the absolute best and look forward until the next time we talk. Likewise. Peace and love always. Take care. Bye-bye.